Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening, thanks for tuning in, thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today it's creative ideas. We're talking about creativity and you guys know this is like my favorite topic. We don't touch on it enough on the ContenderCast and on the podcast today is my very, very good new friend, Nir Bashan. Nir, it's so great having you on the podcast. Thanks, Justin. It's going to be fun. I'm Dude, excited. I love it. You um, you reached out. You sent me your information. I was like, you know, interesting book idea around the creator mindset. And when I dove into it, I was like, oh my God, how fast can we schedule this? This is going to be so helpful, not only for me, <laughs> but our listeners in the entrepreneur space and those that are working big companies that wish and want to be more creative. So, all right. Here's the thing. Uh, for those who don't know Nier, uh, amazing guy. Background. You, Dude, you got your bachelor's in music. <laughs> and then your master's in film and advertising. I mean, okay, we're starting off. That sounds like amazing and, and fun. I I kind of wish maybe I had done that. Although, anyway, uh, that's a different topic for a different time. Um, and then you jump into the creative world as a copywriter. You know, it's a couple companies, agencies, uh, and then a creative director. So talk about your path. Like, how did you decide it was going to be music and then film and advertising? Talk about your early career and then how did you got into the agency space? For sure. So I've been, you know, sort of a serial entrepreneur forever and I've had different jobs and you know in different spaces and I've had my own companies and kind of different spaces too you know everything from uh you know manufacturing uh you know to um I've done uh um gosh I'm, I'm blanking I had a uh Hollywood production company at one point seriously had, you know <laughs> yeah that crazy where we had employees and we put out you know commercials and we put out wow um, uh, yeah, movies and stuff. Yeah, so I've had uh, my background is, is a little bit all over the place. You know, I've always wanted it's a creative, to, right? <laughs> a good creative. Totally. All over the place. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to. Uh, yeah, I was really into music, and I was really into. Um, I came to the U.S. when I was really young, and I didn't speak any English. From, oh my gosh, uh, you're kidding me! Wow. Yeah, and so I gravitated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I gravitated towards music because it's you know it is really the the language you know, universal all language. Oh, for exactly. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I love. I just love music. I still do. And so, you know, I, um, I spent some time in, in high school. Um, I had a, like an event services company where we would go and like, you know, um, provide different, um, you know, entertainment for, for high school parties, dude, it was crazy. I mean, I'm talking like, <laughs> I got paid in like that's a whole book, at one right? point. That's like a whole nother oh, book. Oh, that's a book right there. <laughs> I got paid in like burrito equity. Right. Oh so I would gosh. get, yeah, I would get like, you know, three crumpled dollars and like, 62 cents and oh you know, like a three pack of burritos. And we were like, hell yeah, <laughs> we got perfect. eight, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so fast forward, um, you know, to, uh, I've worked at different agencies. I freelanced in and out of, I don't know, maybe a dozen different advertising agencies and, you know, had all of these different companies and admired creative people the whole time because I was like, these are the people that are making stuff happen. Sure. And people who weren't creative weren't making stuff happen. So I was like, great, there's got to be a book about this, right? There's right. got to be something out there that, you know, that I can kind of reference and get more creative. And there wasn't. Most of the books 
out there on creativity are really about the why, why you should be creative. Why is it good to be creative? Okay. But there's nothing out there on the how. That's interesting. You, you talk about working at a dozen or more different creative agencies. And and I think that's becoming more, I, I'll call it the trend, just from a career perspective. You know, when people move into different roles and different experiences, it used to be kind of like, oh, you haven't spent, you know, why did you jump between these different places? But I think now more than ever, it's like the experiences you're getting from multiple places that actually build your brand. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, it, it depends, you, you know, you can be on the entrepreneurial path where you when you start companies and run them and stuff like that, or you can be on my path living in what the third most expensive city in the world, right? <laughs> right. And you know where where your businesses are are bringing in some money, but then you know you take a contract for a couple months just to fill up the hopper. You know what sure. I mean? And so that's kind of that's been my path, and mm-hmm. um. I think it's a good one because I was in and out of many, many different companies and I was able to amass, you know, a really varied and widespread knowledge base. Every, every place I worked at did things differently. So I was able to bounce in, grab a few tools and then get out. And that's really what makes the, um, that's what makes the book so interesting in my opinion is that it, it is literally a collection of the best hits. Wow. of what I found out there at different businesses, not only creative businesses, but other ones too. Sure. And that's kind of how it came how it came to be. Right. Uh, the Creator Mindset, 92 Tools to Unlock the Secrets to Innovation, Growth, and Sustainability. Um, talk about, as you worked with different clients, let's, we'll just call it when you're in the, in the different agencies' uh, roles and whatnot, you know, what did you see in businesses, you know, the ones that were doing it well, in terms of leveraging creativity or having it interwoven in the culture and maybe those that, that it just, it wasn't working. What what were some of your observations? So my observations were that companies that got really comfortable in their product or service, no matter what it was, were the ones that did not do well. Companies that, you know, said, Hey, it was working yesterday. It'll work tomorrow. (laughs) Had gotten a sense of complacency about, their brand, but not only their brand, their culture, the, the culture at the, um, you know, the particular brand got kind of rotten, you know, where people would come in with fresh and new ideas and they would get shot down by leadership saying, Oh, you know, this is not, Oh, you know, we don't need that. We're already, you know, we're such and such brand. We're doing great. Of course. Um, and so I noticed that those companies tended to fizzle out and I noticed that, you know, companies that were doing things innovative and creative and constantly looking around were, you know, not only hotbeds of innovation, but I noticed that the staff who worked for them um, was energized and excited and they liked coming to work and they liked, you know, exploring different ideas and they took on amazing initiatives that they would have never have taken on in some of these other companies, you know, and they felt empowered and happy to go to work. And I was like, hmm, something's going on here. And, and you know, it's, it's, again, it's just a long, long process of cherry picking this stuff, Justin, and like seeing, you know, so many different environments um, and realizing, hey, there's a fabric that connects success throughout all of these companies. And that fabric for me, again and again, was creativity. Yeah. Um, and you know what I, I found in, in different roles um, at different companies myself is that, you know, in some, your creative energy is valued and then and and expounded upon and and encouraged and fueled and there are other leaders 
in organizations that it's just either not their thing or they don't know what to do with it. And I, I and that's a tension I feel like I personally, you know, have dealt with over the years in different roles and with different uh, bosses and different organizations. Yeah, for sure. And, and here's the thing, man. There's you know, and I talk about it a little bit in the book, but there's kind of a recipe to getting creativity going. And it's something that needs to be maintained and followed up with. And, you know, it's not, listen, I didn't write a, a get rich quick, you know, book. Uh, right. This isn't about like, you know, I, I, maybe I shouldn't say it, but I don't want to mislead anybody. This isn't, you know, uh, something that you just do and you could do it in your sleep. And then, you know, you meditate on it five minutes in the morning and you're done. And you're this isn't one of those right. things. There's a lot of those books out there. There's and if plenty. that's what you're looking for, <laughs> go for it. This is about like putting your butt in the seat and doing it. And I give you the tools to like do it, but you actually have to do it. And so I think what you've seen with some, you know, leadership that has been really into it um, and some that are like, oh, you know, we don't really know what to do with it is basically that there is a potential for creativity to result in kind of a paralysis of choice where, you know, people are coming up with really good ideas, whether it's leadership or staff, hopefully it's both. And, you know, there's just too many good ideas. Actually, uh, Pan Am had that in the 70s, uh, the airline. They were the biggest and best in the world. And they had some of the brightest people. I mean, they had their their pick of the litter out of Harvard and Yale and some of the best schools in the country, uh, USC as well. Just got to give a shout out to my, you know, undergrad. <laughs> there you right? go. I love it. Um, there we go. Uh, but, you know, they had the pick of the litter, right? And so um, they had a lot of really good ideas. And then, you know, you have the hijacking and all that stuff. You, I don't know if you remember. Sure. I, they absolutely. Were, they were sort of. So, dude, Pan Am invented a lot of the screening stuff <laughs> that you see at the TSA today. Isn't that crazy? Absolutely. They invented all it's that crazy. stuff. Like, um, the scanners and the, you know, oh, we're going to do x-ray scans instead of these kinds of scans. <laughs> they invented it and they didn't use it. They got literally paralysis of treatment. Wow. They had a department dedicated to research and development and they were doing a lot of research and a lot of development, you know? Wow. And they came up with these tools and, and you know, leadership just didn't know how to do it. Just like, you know, your experience in the past and, you know, what ended up happening was they went out of business, you know? Sure literally grow and adapt and change. The only one sure thing in any business or in any career that you're on, there's one sure thing that'll happen no matter what. And that is change. And how you deal with it in <laughs> your career sure. and how you deal with it. Yeah, man. Uh, how you deal with it in your path is, you know, the difference between success and failure. Oh, I think ever that run, we could stop the podcast right there. Everyone could write that, <laughs> write, write that statement down. Uh, even those that are the most confident in the world struggle with what you just said right there. That is so true. How do you handle change? Yeah. And so many people are going through that right now, um, especially with all the tumult in the industry. But um, again, another topic for another podcast. So let's dive into your book. Um, I have to, first question is, dude, 92 tools. How did you decide it was going to be 92 and not like 10 or 150 like how did you decide 92 <laughs> so yeah so listen i was really lucky i had an amazing editor um cheryl at uh, mcgraw hill um and she was like dude she was so good and so 
I told her, you know, I have a bunch of ideas and she's like, well, you know, make a list of the best ones. And so I did. And that list kept growing and growing and growing. And we kind of got to 92 tools. It's basically, <laughs> here's what happened. And I'll be, I'll be straight with you, right? Because, you know, I, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and sure. I've listened to a lot of writers talk. And, you know, the, 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 the like rose colored lenses are amazing, right? Oh, and, oh you if know, you just do I, I this, you'll be the best leader in the, in the world. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, dude, yeah. it's crazy, right? So here's what happened. Um, you know, I wrote a lot of stories in the book and I love stories, right? Yep. Um, You're a creative about storyteller. Oh, totally. Yep. And, you know, being in seventh grade and turning in a paper and then my teacher saying, you know, you're late. And that, that sparked this thought. And, and literally, um, my editor looked at that and she was like, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, sorry, nobody cares about yep. any of that. Get rid of She's that like, one. you have to give people. Oh, totally. She's like, you have to give people actionable tools. That's all anybody cares about. She's like, how many damn actionable tools can we get? Right. And I'm like, a lot. And she's like, okay, what are the best ones? You know, that's how we settled on 92. <laughs> okay, I love it. All right, and I'm guessing it started off with more and you whittled it down to that. So that's, oh, that's totally. great. There, there was the tool that like, I learned in 11th grade where sometimes it's okay to take you know, burrito equity instead of cash. Oh she's God. like, that's not a good tool. Take that's it out. Not, yeah. <laughs> Although that was a neat story. Um, okay, totally. so let's pick a couple of them to dive into. Um, why don't you give us, you, you know, why don't you pick three to five that we should that we should go through in the time that we have here, and let's let's unpack those a bit. So, um, which yeah, one? Yeah, totally. We'll with? go quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, we'll go quick. Um, so, one of my favorite ones is humor. Okay. Uh, you know, the folly of humanity is really really funny. Um, we spend our whole lives so stressed and so you know balled up with a bunch of anxiety trying to get where we need to go. And, and if we look at ourselves in a little bit of a humorous way, we realize how like, you know, how life is just full of so much change. And, you know, sometimes letting go is a component of humor and just, you know, letting go and just taking a deep breath and, and saying, you know what, um, it's not going to happen moving on. That's uh, one of the tools that I really like. The other is, um, another one is empathy. I really like not just, you know, a lot of people think empathy is great. Okay, cool. I'm going to listen to somebody for a little bit. And then, look, I'm being empathetic. <laughs> That's not the empathy I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking in and really, you know, putting the shoe on the other foot, experiencing something through the way someone else experiences it and really feeling it, I think is an incredibly um, advantageous creative tool. Incredibly advantageous. Yeah. And then um, another one that I talk about is courage and, and character. Um, I think that we are measured more in times of peril than we are in good time. And listen, what you know, Justin, mean? we have a whole, yeah, for sure. So we have a whole generation right now um, of people that have never seen hard times, Justin. Like, That's true. You know, there's no question. It's crazy. Right. And we got, we're, we got some gnarly times right now. There's no doubt, but, um, you know, there's people who haven't experienced, um, you know, the, the first Gulf War or experienced, sure. you know, the the Great Recession of, you know, what, 08 now? Right. Um, right. You know, and, and they thought these good times would last forever. So it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of character to be able to take on change and face it, you know, with your chin up and, and, 
and sort of look at the problem for what it is and then see in it really the opportunity to solve it and to solve problems in a creative way. And that's what I think, you know, those are three that I really like out of the book that thank goodness my editor didn't kill. No, I love it. So, all right. So how about this? Of the remaining 89, um, what would be one or two that are that are totally out there? Like as you think about them that, that and, and our listeners that you would say these are probably unexpected. Like even the ones you just mentioned, I think are great ones because they're not, you know, t- typical quote unquote, um, you know, opportunities, but what would be like one or two others that, that you think are like way out there or at least further off the track even. <laughs> okay. So yeah, yeah, I love it. So another one of the tools, so now we're on 88, right? We, we've explored <laughs> right. four or an 88. <laughs> I love it. Another love one it. of the tools is the, <laughs> is the, uh, little victory, right? So when I started my career, I was really focused on big victory. Okay. I wouldn't stop until I reached that, you know, that, that mountain, right? The, the top of the, of the mountain, but sometimes the climb is way better than, you know, the arrival. And sometimes the journey is better than the arrival. So I talk in the book about how we should celebrate those little milestones because what they end up doing is they might take you away from that glorious goal that you're trying to get to, but in it, you'll find more meaning and more success if you piece those little victories together. Um, That's a good one. I talk about, yeah, I talk about there was a a salesman a long time ago who sold ice cream machines and, you know, he, his whole thing was, Hey, I'm going to sell more ice cream machines and that's volume, right? That's a analytical construct. But then, you know, he figured that there was a restaurant buying uh, a bunch of ice cream machines on a regular basis. They were making that much milkshake and stuff like that. And so, they, he, he kind of went down there and thought, hey, what, why are these guys buying so many machines? Stood in line, saw it go out the door, you know, stood in line for a while and had the best burger he ever had, right? And so he connected all these little victories and changed direction into, you know, kind of opening a restaurant. And that restaurant ended up being McDonald's. And that was Ray Kroc. That's his story. So those little victories were able to connect him to a goal that wasn't selling more ice cream machines. It was, you know, creating the best burger. So I want your listeners to go, you know what, what are some of the, my little victories telling me and where are they guiding me and why am I not listening? So that's another kind of a, wow, kind of a cool great. one. That's great. Yeah. Um, I love that. I talk about how the center of the universe is not you. Um, <laughs> and yeah, totally. Yeah. I talk about how ego is like, you know, really, really killing a lot of creativity in businesses today. Um, how, you know, creativity kind of boils up uh, from different departments. And at some point, somewhere, somebody has the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, somebody has the ego to say, you know what, it worked yesterday and it will work tomorrow and we don't need to change it and blah, 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 blah. So I talk a little bit about, you know, how ego forms and how to really kind of squash it down and to understand, you know, what you need to do when you encounter it in your um, in your business or even in your career and sort of overcome it. Um, I, I put some tools and some tricks in there to do that. Wow. That's awesome. Dude, those are, some, those are two good additions. I'm glad we get those. Um, where can our listeners find you, find your book, find your content and whatnot? I mean, you've got such great... What's great about 92 tools is... Like if you were going to speak to a, a group tomorrow, you could pick 
the five that you just laid out for us. Or you could, if and then the next day a different group you could pick out a different five and the next day a different totally. group pick, like it's it's great I mean it's a great yeah. setup for doing uh, speeches and presentations yeah, it's as well. cool <laughs> I, I send the book out to meeting planners you know conferences and sure. stuff and I just they just circle whatever you just like pick the tell me what it like. is I love it <laughs> it's so cool um, where can our listeners find you how can they engage with you pick up your book all that kind of thing definitely so there's you know i think maybe three near bashans in the entire world right <laughs> so you'll find me pretty good I love it's n-i-r-b-a-s-h-a-n uh it's, my website is my name near bashan.com the book website is super creative it's the creator mindset.com i know that's awesome i know i went big there it's a great, um, a great site though that's yeah awesome. i'm on i'm on insta i'm on um linkedin, LinkedIn quite a bit totally. uh, youtube now we just started a community uh, oh, where wow. we got about twenty five people at, at the time. Uh, at this time, signed up. It's like That's a awesome. uh, answered question community. Hmm. It's on my website, so go to nearbashan.com and click the community button, and then sign up. It's free. We got a lot of really great people on there. Some some C suite level people, some people starting out in the business, and it's kind of an exchange of creativity. Um, yeah, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email. I'm, I'm around. I'm easy to find. That's really cool. Turbocharge your business by turning ideas into profit. I love that. Um, Nir, yeah. it's so great to meet you. Um, I know this won't be the last book on the last bit of content you come up with. So look forward to having you back on, man. Thanks, Justin. I really appreciate it, man. I would love to, I would love to be back on. Great questions. All right, man. Thanks. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.